Welcome to Married by Design. How do you overcome fear and anxiety? What are the issues of the heart that you need to address, and what are the practices that you need to have victory over as an anxious heart? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Thanks for being with us this week on Married by Design. We've been for some time in a series entitled Handling Life's Issues. Now we get to the meat of it. We've been laying a foundation of how to change biblically. This involves an understanding the work of God's Spirit, the authority of the Word, and the need to have a well-balanced, healthy Christian faith. With those things in place, we looked at the pattern to handle your heart as well as how to change your doing. We've explained the process of how you have to work on your heart first. That will lead to a change in your actions. It's also important to understand that God created you with your feelings, but you shouldn't be driven by them. And now this week, as I said, we're going to get to specifics. We're going to be looking at how to handle fear and anxiety. So many people are trapped in panic attacks and anxiety about events in their life and the things going on around them in the world. Fear can become so consuming and debilitating in our lives. There certainly are a lot of things that we could be anxious about. There's a lot of trouble in the world and a lot of personal challenges that are very difficult. And the natural man would respond by living a life of fear. But you don't have to be trapped in that. You don't have to live a life filled with anxiety. That's right. And this week in our podcast, we're going to be looking at how to remedy that. The question is, How can we live with carefree optimism in this world that is so troubled? How can we not be controlled by fear and our own anxieties, but be able to live above them for the glory of God? As we walk through the process of dealing with your heart of anxiety and changing your behavior, we're going to assume that you already have a basic understanding of what we've covered so far. If it's at all unclear, we encourage you to go back over the previous episodes so that you're familiar with the concepts. The first thing that you need to do in order to work on your anxious, fearful heart is ask God to help. It's so important to recognize that God has to be in the center of all this. He's the one that has to help you change. He's the one that empowers you to live a life of victory and confidence despite what you're facing. You need to spend an extended time just praying to Him, looking to Him, calling on Him to help you to deal with your anxious heart. If you try to do this on your own, you're going to hit a wall and not see any progress. This is something that God has to work in you and deliver you from. It's so encouraging to see the men and women of great faith in the Bible, how confident they were and how they seemed to be quite above fear and anxiety and the challenges that were before them then. What do you think about David before Goliath, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace? There are plenty of examples in the Bible of people who understood that God was going to help them overcome whatever it was they had to face. The second thing that you have to do is place yourself under the control of the Holy Spirit. He is going to help you to understand the Bible verses that we're going to be looking at. He is the one that's going to help you to see your sinful responses and where your heart is. He's the one that's going to be empowering you to live a life of confidence and faith rather than anxiety and fear. And he's the one that's going to point out to you all the ways you can live out this life of faith. He will give you the ability to be consistent. 
You need to allow him to control your heart and your mind and ask him to do that and expect him to do that. Once you really laid it before the Lord and have asked for his help and his power, you need to spend some time in self-evaluation and make a list of the ways that you've failed to think, speak, and act in a biblical manner. The question is important. Why am I so fearful? And the answer to that question is going to vary depending on the person and the challenges they face. But we do want to give you some suggestions to get the juices flowing. One of the heart issues related to fear and anxiety is pride. That may sound a little surprising, but when you have an anxiety attack or you're just captivated by fear, it may be because of things that are not going your way you, that you want or you don't think they will go the way you want. Certainly part of that is our imagination. How easily we are troubled by what we think is going to happen that 99% of the time never happens. But the pride comes in when we think and expect that things will go the way that we want them to go. And when we begin to think that won't be the case and we won't get our way, we fall into anxiety and trying to fix it mentally. Another way that pride demonstrates itself in the fearful heart is that you believe that by the anxious thoughts and going over it in your mind, the situation and possible solutions, you're really focusing on yourself and what you can do. You really believe that all this anxiety and angst accomplishes something and it's within your power to find a solution. That's right. Jesus says in Matthew 6, which we will look at, that anxiety doesn't even add a single hour to your life. And yet we spend so much time focused on what we think we can do and overthinking rather than resting in what God is able to do. We're also captivated by fear and anxiety because we doubt God. This is really a terrible sin because... It calls into question God's reputation. We don't actually believe that God can take care of us and that he will provide for us. So we think that we have to try to work all this out ourselves rather than resting in him. This is something that the Lord Jesus condemned over and over. We can find ourselves like the disciples in the boat in a storm, toiling and anxious, forgetting that he is the Lord of all creation and can still the storm. Let me give you one more suggestion as a heart issue. When you're anxious and filled with fear, you're focused on yourself. Every thought is about you and protecting you and providing for you. This really is a simple focus on self. It's putting self on the throne. When you live in anxiety and fear, you're not thinking about God and His glory, but only about yourself. That's good. Those are some examples of heart issues that you may be struggling with. You need to take the time to think it through and ask God to reveal your heart as the Lord did to David through the prophet Nathan. The Lord made it clear to David what his heart issues were and his sin, and he will make it clear to you. And the next step is to begin to study the Bible to correct the lies and fortify the truth in your heart. There may be one particular heart issue that really stands out. This is a point in which you need to go to God's Word and focus on relevant passages for a deeper, repeated, thorough study. This, this is that heart adjustment and correction. And this process of deep study is not only to correct your heart, but it also corrects your mind. We're going to suggest a few passages that would help on the area of fear and anxiety. The first passage to look at in regards to fear is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. In this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus specifically deals with anxiety. You need to read that passage over and over and study it. 
We just want to point out some things by way of application and put off and put ons. In verse 25, Jesus commands you not to be anxious. This points out again that anxiety and fear is not just an emotion or something that's outside your control. It's very much within your control. It's determined by what you focus on and what you think about repeatedly. You can either think about the concern that you have that's causing the anxiety, or you could choose to follow this command and not be anxious by focusing on the truth of God's word and who God is. Notice also Jesus' main argument. It's all about the character of God. The Heavenly Father cares for the birds and the flowers, and therefore you should have a confidence that He will care for you. You need to see that God is a sovereign and loving God, and you don't need to be anxious. This is really a key to dealing with anxiety. We have to understand who God is. If we understand completely who He is, that will cause our anxieties to subside. And there's another insight in verse 27. Jesus points out that anxiety does nothing. He says, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? We need to refuse the fear and anxiety because it adds nothing to us. In fact, it takes away from us. It's a distraction, a discouragement, and a weight around your neck. It is wearying and breeds despair. Let's look at another key passage related to anxiety. These are, again, the passages that you should read, reread, study, look up commentaries on, meditate on, and memorize. You have to saturate your mind with the truth of God's Word to counteract the fear and anxiety that you may be suffering from. This passage is in Philippians 4, um, verses 6 and 7. Uh, Actually, the sentence starts at the end of verse 5. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, the command is to not be anxious about anything. We can do that because the Lord is at hand nearby. He is right next to you, watching over you and caring for you as a shepherd cares for his sheep. This is something to meditate on. Notice here that Paul gives a put off and a put on. That's right. We have to put off being anxious. Every time you have an anxious thought and you start down that path, you need to put that off. You need to make a choice not to go over the fears in your mind because it's disobedience and it's a lack of faith. But he also says to put on. We should be putting on prayer and trust in God. This is a great put-on. Anxiety doesn't help to solve the situation. What helps to solve the situation is to pray to God and ask Him to work in the situation that you have no control over. So you put off anxiety and you put on prayer and lay the concern before Him. And not only that, but pray with thanksgiving. You need to have a thankful heart and be filling your mind with all the things you're thankful for that God has given you and all the things that He's done. This is a much better focus than worrying about something that will probably never happen. Notice also in verse 7 that there's a promise. God promises that when, we, when the pattern of our life is to put off fear and anxiety and put on prayer and laying the request before Him with thanksgiving, there will be a peace that surpasses all understanding and it will guard your hearts and your minds. Notice that both this choice affects your heart and it also affects your mind, what you think about. That's also a great contingency plan like we talked about. Remember, the contingency plan is thinking through what you're going to do when the temptation to be fearful comes. 
You can use Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 for that. Um, Let's look at one more passage, and this is Psalms 131. It says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. There's so much in the passage as well. Notice how the psalmist recognizes his own pride. He has come to a place of not lifting up his heart and not raising his eyes. He has come to a place of humility and recognizes that he has very little control, but God has control over everything. And the result of that humility in the second part of the verse of verse 1 is that he doesn't occupy himself with things that are too great and too marvelous. It's a wonderful truth to apply to the fearful heart. We occupy ourselves with things that are too great, too big, issues that are beyond us. And it's because of our pride. We need to be like that child who realizes and understands what is too big and beyond his ability. That's the put-off. The beautiful put-on is in the next verse. The psalmist says that he has calmed and quieted his soul like a weaned child. That's beautiful. Notice that he made the choice to calm his own soul. It's something that he has to put on. He's, he did this by recognizing what he can't do, and he has a humble heart. He has quieted his soul by not occupying himself with all those things that are outside his control, the things that make him fearful. Notice again in verse 3 that his hope is in the Lord with things that are too big for him. He recognizes that God is able to work and that his hope is in God's working. He calls his fellow Jews to hope in the Lord. This is so key to understanding the lies that we believe, lies about yourself and lies about God. The lie that you can handle it, that you can figure it out yourself, that God is ambivalent, he doesn't care and he will not help you. All those lies filter down into your heart if you let them and lead you to a panic attack and a troubled heart. We need to acknowledge those errors and confess our sins of self-reliance and pride. You need to understand these truths in your heart and begin to memorize verses and meditate on them through the day. We've also indicated a number of put-offs and put-ons that are seen in the passages. As you study the passages and look at other passages, You're going to recognize other put-ons and put-offs that you can apply to your specific situation. The study of those passages can be supplemented by some good Christian books. We suggest Anxious for Nothing by John MacArthur and Courage, Fighting Fear with Fear by Wayne Mack. If you really want to fortify your mind and your heart with the truth of God's Word, you need the counsel of these wise men on the issues of anxiety and fear. Those passages and all that information will get get you started. Remember, this needs to be a long-term study. Really immerse yourself in it for an extended period of time, and you'll begin to see changes in your heart and your actions. You'll find it easier to turn away from the anxious heart, and your panic attacks will subside if you're having them. If you begin to see progress in the era of anxiety, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get an email from you. You can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, let me pray. Father, I just thank you for this time. And Lord, for each person that uh, may be struggling with anxious heart, that you would help them to understand your love for them, your care for them, the things that you've given them from your word to focus on and to trust you, that you would help them to see 
uh, Lord, how you would want them to change in their heart and their doing, and that you give them the ability to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We encourage you to share this podcast with somebody else who may be struggling with fear and anxiety. It could be the starting point for them to turn the corner and come back to God's word and see the changes that they need to make in their life and what God can do. Well, next time on our podcast, we're going to be looking at envy, jealousy, and discontentment. What is the process you need to go through biblically to deal with these heart issues? Well, that's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 